All right, everybody, welcome to Balls and Brew Week 4. I am not the podfather Rod Morgan. I am Jimmy filling in for Rod as he is in Vegas. Uh, Williams, did you get an invite to Vegas from Rod? No, man. I was I was waiting for the invite in the mail and did not get it. I told him to go to uh, Stadium Swim. Uh, we'll see if he does that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, what's, what's up? What's up, Rod? What's going on out in Vegas without me? And then his 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 apparent main man from North Carolina, Chris. I'm sure you're in Vegas with Rod, right, right now, and just uh, and you're know, just remoting in. Uh no, unfortunately. But in all honesty, Rod was probably smart not to invite me. I would have been up to some no good shenanigans. No question. Uh, well, you know we don't have hot Rod here, but we do have someone else who's hot. Seven and two hot Williams. Slam those picks again, buddy. <laughs> What's up, man? I got seven and two off to a good start. Uh, hoping to continue that this week. You guys will probably think I'm crazy for taking one of these picks later on, but uh, we'll get to the props a little bit later. I feel like I got unlucky there with one of them. We went one and one. Uh, we'll see how see how Chris did with his props last week. All right. So since I'm in the driver's seat here, uh, I think we need to talk about our Arlington Bears. Um, the one of the most pathetic, um, ridiculous. Uh, what other bad words can we say for that performance against the Cleveland Browns, dude? Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. I mean, uh, dynamite <laughs> yeah, dropping. I, that 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 broadcasting <laughs> school is really paying off for you, Williams. <laughs> I was trying to think about uh, Arlington twenty twenty six possibly with if they go retractable roof. Could we could we maybe get a Super Bowl like in the next decade? Maybe. I think so. Uh, yeah, you know, February in Chicago is usually pretty easy to navigate, so it should be fine. But, yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah. So, so, so Williams, um, did Matt Nagy know who his starting quarterback was? Yeah, who knows? I mean, <laughs> Nagy should have never taken back the play calling duty last year. I mean, they were statistically better without him calling plays to close the season, and I mean, Justin Fields isn't going to reach a ceiling or anywhere close to it with Nagy calling the plays. Now, the Bears averaged 9.9 yards to go on third down versus the Browns. They needed to do better on early downs for the rookie. But this offense, you know, even with, with Fields was starting, was catered towards Andy Dalton still being the starter. They used five-man protection most of the time with like an RPO, like quick read. That is not Fields' strength, especially against a great defensive line that Cleveland has, uh, making the decisions even quicker. So we knew the Bears' O-line, specifically their tackles, aren't any good. Uh, and, and there was only four rollouts the entire game. They weren't using Justin Fields' strength. And that is, he was the number one QB in college over the last five years in intermediate accuracy of throws between 11 and 19 yards. So you would think the coaching staff has to know this, right? Like, let's get him out to a quick start ah. where he feels comfortable on the road. Seems plausible, right? Uh, how many passes do you think uh, came off that yardage amount in, in the first half? Absolutely zero. Absolutely zero. They attempted zero in the first half. It was an absolute pathetic display of moppishness. Only two the whole game. I mean, last season, Nagy relinquished the play calling to his OC, Bill Lazor, and the offense took off. It was actually a big reason why the why they made the playoffs. Uh, and and laser used more pre snap motion, more play action, and when they went back with Trubisky, he completed over sixty eight percent of his passes in every game that Laser called the plays. Something that Nagy never did. So I guess it's just an ego trip 
that Nagy is back to calling plays because why else would he still be doing it? I mean, he stinks. I mean, this this solidifies him being on the hot seat, right? Like, they can't keep letting this happen, can they? Well, they already ruined one. Uh, well, I don't know if ruined him. I mean, he wasn't the best to begin with, let's be honest. Deshaun Watson should be a bear. But um, uh, you, the numbers don't lie. You know, under you know, Trubisky did good uh, there. If they lose this game to the Lions, Williams, is he gone? Or are they just going to keep him around like they do everyone else? Man, I would think that the the media has been all over him this week. And I think if if he loses to the Lions, if you take a look at that schedule, that schedule is brutal like after the Detroit. Lions, I think he'll be gone. So I, I could see it happening. But then again, the Bears organization, they don't want to, you know, cause any ruffles. You know, they, they usually don't make uh, decisions during the season. You know, it's just that's why the McCaskies just need to sell the team. I wish <laughs> Ted Phillips doesn't have a clue. Pace keeps on trading away our picks, and Nagy's just a total clown. So I mean, and that's the thing with the, with the the new general manager. I'm saying I'm already saying that they have a new general manager for next year. Th- that general manager does not have a first round pick next year. So I mean, that's already an X against you know all these good supposedly general managers that are looking for a job next year. Like, why do you want to go to the Bears when they don't have a first-round pick next year or a fourth-round pick? All right, all right. That's that's enough of the Bears talk. It's ridiculous. Uh, Chris, let's talk about your Cowboys who uh, basically just manhandled the Eagles the entire time. Manhandled them so much, Chris, that they're looking for another quarterback who might go to jail for like five years. <laughs> right. So, uh, how does it feel to be a Cowboys fan right now? Listen, it's always a precocious – Spot to be in as a Cowboys a fan. Big word. Big word. <laughs> but you got to love it when you pound it to a division rival like the Eagles. We had a couple mistakes. You know, they really should have maybe only scored seven points, maybe three. But for the most part, our defense was on top that day. Uh, Dak looked good except for one or two plays. Uh, Zeke has really started to come through and getting back into his groove it is a fun time to be the Cowboys and watch out league because here comes CeeDee Lamb. I think I think CeeDee Lamb is here, don't you, Williams? I mean he's been he's been fantastic. You guys are preaching to the choir. I took uh, Dak and CeeDee on my fantasy team. I'm I'm loving that stack right now. Deshaun Watson. Let's let's really let's talk about this for a minute. Is he going to get traded before the trading deadline this year? Do you actually think that's gonna happen? Another guy who I took on my fantasy team with the last pick because I thought, well, maybe he could, maybe he might play. I don't know. Jake Glazer has tripled down on this story now that yeah. he, he feels like it's a possibility that Watson's going to get traded. So I feel like the only two spots are Miami or Philly. Um, Philly, I don't really see them contending this year. Miami possibly because they have a much better defense. But man, who knows? I like I said, I'm not a lawyer. Um, I don't know what's going on <laughs> with any of that. But the NFL hasn't suspended him, which is weird. So it's just the Texans that are uh, placing him, you know, not on the active roster every week. So well, I think if they did, then they they might suspend him. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird because if you're Philadelphia, what you have to give up is your future, and then you don't have anything around Deshaun Watson, just yeah, like the Texans. Is Houston still asking for an arm and a leg, like three first and three I think it's seconds just an or arm something? Right. I think it's an arm right now. I don't think the leg is involved. Still, um, that's a whole lot of baggage to be dealing up a whole lot of future first rounders. 
I mean, right now, if I'm Houston, if I get Tua, I'll, I'll be, I'm happy, you know? Like, I don't know, yeah. I don't understand why you just wouldn't want to rid yourself of the of the problem, you know, fix the glitch, if you will, where, okay, give me Tua and give me a, you know, a conditional first-round pick and let's call it a day. Um, but I don't know if anyone's willing to do that. And and if you're the Dolphins or the Eagles, you are 100% telling your entire fan base you do not care about anything except for winning, right? Yeah. Which, I mean that's got to alienate a lot of people, I would think. Well, it's got to scare a lot of people, a lot of teams though too. That Houston has them on their roster, but it refuses to play him and still pay him all that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a diehard uh, Colts fan here, Chris, uh, because you know you're, they're your number one team, of course. Uh, Marlon Mack, uh, remember Marlon Mack, great running back uh, two years ago and got hurt, and mm-hmm. now he's back. He's he can play. He just hasn't been. That's a pretty sneaky pickup for somebody, don't you think? I think that if you are a t- team out there that's had some injuries to the running backs already, you need to be taking a hard look at Marlon Mack. Uh, I know earlier in the year I had a hot take of Mack and uh, Taylor getting 1,000 yards this year. That's definitely not going to happen. Naheem Hines is definitely the number two back at Indy. So Colts have allowed Mack to seek a trade, and I think he'll get picked up rather quick, if not – before Sunday than before next Sunday. And then another thing that we really want to talk about here, Chris, you are pumped. In L.A., Super Bowl 2022 halftime show was announced. Right. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, 43 combined Grammy Awards. Right. How pumped are you? I am so pumped. I'm most excited for halftime shows I've been in a long time long time i mean i grew up on on these people and and dre and snoob and m uh, it's just unfortunate it's going to be on network tv <laughs> yeah i don't think too much is going to go uh, go on that at all no but, uh, but but you'll hear a little bit of maybe ain't nothing but a g thing maybe a little still dre i'm just there is a lot of possibilities so i am excited uh, Williams, are you going to bet the uh, halftime show over-unders and, you know, who's coming out, how many duets are done or whatever? How high will Snoop be? That's that's. Oh, an no, I, no one's going to take the under. That's the <laughs> issue. Yeah, it's California. Uh, he so can be smoking on yeah. stage, right? <laughs> yeah, Won't he sure. be smoking on stage? He could be. Yeah, it should uh, be awesome. So uh, speaking of props, Chris, uh, how did we do last week on props? Okay, so last week I actually followed my own advice, took a couple unders, and won both of them. I had Justin Fields under 216 passing yards. And he well, you down. got that right. <laughs> right? Uh, and then I also took the under on the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game, under 7.5 points for the first quarter. I got that. There's only seven. So that brings me to 3-3 three and three on the year. Uh, Williams got his uh, Herbert under of 43.5 passing attempts. And Lazard for the Packers just had a stiff it to Williams. He said under 30.5 receiving yards. Well, he caught one pass, and it was for 42 yards. So Williams ended up 1-1 one one again for the third week in a row. It was, right, there, <laughs> it was right at the, well, the – like the, one of the first plays of the game for Green Bay, and that was his only target of the game. So – I feel like if I made that bet 18 weeks in a row that we would come out on top more more times than not, but it wasn't to be uh, in week three. 
Williams, quick uh, quick question for you. The Bengals right now are plus six and a half. They're down 14-0 to the Jaguars. You taking plus six and a half Bengals? Oh, boy. Uh, Halftime. Yeah, probably. I would probably take Cincy. Uh, okay. Jacksonville's secondary is not very good. And uh, let's let's open let's open the playbook up to Burrow. It seems like uh, you know this team was throwing chucking it all over the place last year, and they've been super super conservative uh, this year. It's kind of put a damper on my Joe Burrow to lead the league in passing yards. They they've kind of done a total one eighty. It's almost like uh, the the higher ups have told Zach Taylor to slow it down and and run the ball more uh, with uh, with Burrow's health. So. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully he'll open up in the second half and get things going. All right, let's stay with prop bets. Uh, what do we got this week, Williams? What are you thinking? Okay, props. Uh, I'm going – you can find this over on MGM. I'm going Mike Gusecki over three-and-a-half receptions at plus 120. So you're getting plus money on it. Uh, he's If you guys didn't know, he's the tight end for the Dolphins. And – you know who's the quarterback for the Dolphins now is Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett loves dumping it off to his safety blankets, to his tight ends. Uh, when he started for the Colts in 2019, Ebron and Doyle combined for a 30% target share. Also, Mo Ali Cox was in that was involved in that uh, as like a three-headed tight end uh, room. And side note on Mo Ali Cox, he took the VCU Rams to three straight NCAA tournaments. Uh, played basketball for him. Surprisingly, that's not the most weird stat I have. The most weird stat I have is <laughs> VCU played in the seven ten game all three years. How crazy is that? I don't know how I know that. It's I'm full of useless, stupid stats. But back to Gasecki, over three and a half receptions. He had ten catches last week. He had twelve targets versus the Raiders, and now he only has to catch four balls. The Colts already filter their defense. Uh, targets to the middle of the field where the tight ends run most of their routes and Gusecki's running a whole bunch of shallow routes right now. So I like uh, Gusecki over three and a half receptions plus plus one twenty. I like that too. Gusecki's a, a, a quiet, uh, one of those quiet tight ends that uh, really just racks up catches and yards o- overall. So good pick there. Um, what else? Uh, what do you have, Chris? So for my first prop, I am going to take the under, on James Conner getting 32 and a half rushing yards for Arizona against uh, the Rams this weekend. Uh, Arizona is on like two or three third string offensive linemen with a bunch of people playing out of position. They lost two more guys last week. It's, it is a mess of an offensive line. They're going to be playing against the Rams and Stafford who throws the ball and they score points. Arizona is going to have to score a lot and quickly. And that's going to be with Murray throwing the ball and not them rushing. So I'm going to take the under on Connor getting 32 and a half yards. Yeah. I, I don't know. Williams, what do you think on that one? That's that, that's a pretty, pretty tasty there. I think one thing that would worry me is that you can run against the Rams. Uh, maybe that's Kyler. We'll see how how they scheme things up. Uh, Jalen Ramsey should be matched up on uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and the Rams are playing pretty well right now. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I I still probably like it because Chase Edmonds is probably going to get a lot of the rushing between the twenties, and they they like to bring James Conner in towards the goal line. So uh, that one's that one could uh, 
Like one could pay off. Hey, James Conner can have five touchdowns and still get the under on it, so that's perfectly fine with Chris. True. true. Um, how about your next uh, prop, Williams? All right, I'm going uh, with the – the Bills and Texans game, I'm going Josh Allen under 35 and a half rushing yards. Look, he's at home versus the Texans, who most people think are one of the three worst teams in the league. I mean, Houston will want to run the ball with their three-headed running back by committee. They're going to try and drain this clock out. The, the, the Bills should be leading most of this game. Does it really make a whole lot of sense to go out there and go all out uh, running the ball with your star franchise quarterback, especially when there's a huge look-ahead game the next week with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I think Allen does his damage through the air in this game. I really like Josh Allen under 35 and a half rushing yards. You can find that out on DK at minus 110. Okay, all right, Mr. King. Um, so this one I'm going to take an over, and this is actually going to be uh, the Miami Colts game as well. And this is going to be Michael Pittman over 48 and a half yards receiving. Uh, I think I think that is a very conservative line for him. I think he is definitely turning out to be the number one target in the offense right now. And I think in Miami we're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. And I think Pittman's going to be the one to get those receptions. I guess it depends who's throwing it to him. Uh, I don't yeah. know if it's good or bad if Wentz is throwing to him at all. You can uh, it, find that over on DraftKings as well at minus 120. All right. Any more props from either of you on this one? No, that's it for the week on yep, props. Yep. We got one, we got we got our two props. Just make sure nothing else in there. Uh, before we go over to our picks, let's go biggest upset real quick. Uh, Rod has the Cardinals over the Rams as his upset special. Is Rod going to be hot Rod? We'll see what happens next week. Um, anything can happen. The the Cardinals can bring stuff uh, really at, at any time they can score, uh, but so can the Rams. So that'll be a tough game, I think. Uh, Williams, how about you? Man, my upset pick of the week is going to be – I'm going to leave that for my third pick because you guys okay. – your, your head's okay. going to be blown off. Uh-oh. When I pick this, and you you will not understand why I'm doing it. But All right, Mr. We'll King. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here just because I don't like this team. They're a oh, rival good. of the Cowboys. I'm going to pick the Falcons over the Washington football team. Wow, huge upset special there. Are two one and two teams going at each other. <laughs> yeah, um, but the Falcons are not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I'm I'm going to do a guest spot here, and I don't know. I have a feeling. I don't know why. I don't know how. Never, ever go with whatever I say betting-wise. I got the Jets over the Titans. I'm throwing it out there. I, I, I'm oh, that would be absolutely wonderful. <laughs> Especially for Colts fans. Right. All right, Mr. Williams, let's go over your picks. What you got first, bud? Okay. All right, my first pick, I'm going against – the Ravens, I'm going Denver plus one. You find that on FanDuel or DK. All the Sharps love the Ravens this week. I'm usually on the Sharps side, but I can't get there this week. I, I don't trust this Baltimore team. Uh, they're going to come, they'll be coming off another emotional win that, I mean, it took them, it took a 66 yard field goal to beat the Lions uh, by Justin Tucker. And now this, this could be another emotional letdown spot uh, for them traveling. You know, basically cross country and playing in the altitude. 
uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 38 and 14 in his career against the spread. He's holding the ball the third longest time out of all QBs. That's creating an A dot of two yards further of his career average. So he's getting the ball a little bit more down the field than what we're used to. The Ravens D is only 22nd in pass rush win rate. And Teddy has a 92% adjusted accuracy percentage and a 130 passer rating when he's blitzed. We saw Baltimore try to blitz Carr and they got burned. Now, will Teddy make the Ravens blitzing D pay when they rush him? I think he could. Uh, the, the Ravens lead the league also in rushing on offense on the other side of the ball. The Broncos are second versus the run. I think Fangio is going to crash the ends, play more dime uh, with, with like six defensive backs on the field. And remember, the 2019 playoff game versus the Chargers for the Ravens, they went up against Gus Bradley. Bradley put six and sometimes seven defensive backs on the field to take away Lamar's rushing lanes, kind of a more athletic defense to try and contain him. What happened? The Chargers dominated that game. And some could say, well, that, that was 2019. How about this year, Williams? Okay, well, look at look at none other than week one versus the Raiders this year. Who's the, defeat, the D.C. for the Raiders? It's Gus Bradley. What happened? Lamar was sacked three times, threw for under 240 yards, and had a crushing fumble late. So why am I comparing you know, Gus Bradley and Vic Fangio? Their defensive schemes are, are pretty similar, and they're just really good defensive minds. I think Fangio has a lot up the sleeve for uh, for Lamar, and I just think Denver is being undervalued here. They shut out the Jets last week, 26-0. They have an awesome defense. Uh, I think Denver gets it done plus one on FanDuel this week. Shutting out the Jets does not make for a great defense, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> is this your big upset special that you were, t- you were going to say? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I think this third. is a little bit crazy. The the Bronc I like the Broncos and I think they've been playing well, but they've also beat the Jets, the Jags, and what the Giants is those are the three teams they beat, all three horrible offenses to begin with. This is an actual real contending playoff type team that they're gonna be playing. I don't know if they've had any kind of success against a caliber of team like this. So I get worried about Baltimore coming into Denver. All right, Williams, that was a spicy one. According to Chris, I actually kind of like the Denver plus one over the Ravens because I think the Ravens can be a little overrated depending on what Lamar decides to do. Uh, What's number two there, Mr. Williams? All right, we're going to go with uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh under 23 23 in the first half. Uh, You can find this on MGM at minus 105. These two teams play at the slowest uh, in seconds, like per play, out of any team in the first half. Um, I think uh, Tomlin is going to have this this defense ready. Uh, Tomlin has a road fave versus a losing team. He's 16-30 and, and 1 against the spread. That's not the case here. That's when you want to fade Tomlin. But Tomlin has a road dog versus a winning team. He's 18-6 and six against the spread. He's actually the number one coach in that database. I know we're not betting on the Steelers because that would be like plus six and a half, but we're betting on the Steelers coming out kind of with their defense, with their hair lit on fire. We're betting on an emotional letdown from the Packers traveling cross country, big uh, last second win against San Francisco uh, in prime time. And Rodgers was like unusually emotional after that Californian win. So, um, I just like Tomlin as an underdog, uh, and I think uh, 
yeah, I think actually Tomlin as a road underdog of between 43 and a half to, to 51 points, he's 43, 15 against the spread. So the total for the whole game is under 45 and a half. I like the first half under that way. You don't have to uh, sweat a Rogers comeback in the second half. So, so green Bay Pittsburgh under 23 in the first half. Hey, Chris, uh, are you buying that there? I, I think that's a pretty good call because Roethlisberger can't throw the ball. Yeah, and Pittsburgh does not score in the first half. That was one of my props last week, of course, them not getting points in the first quarter. So, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. All right, Williams. All right, Chris, stretch out a little bit. Take a, take a, take a seat because I know you're going to faint. Williams, your third pick. It's a doozy. It's going to win us a lot of money. What you got? You stole my thunder, man. I'm, I knew I'm, it. <laughs> I'm taking. I'm taking the Jets plus seven. Um, I think they can win this game outright. Look, AJ Brown is questionable. He's he's very questionable. It doesn't look like he's going to play. Julio didn't play in the fourth quarter last week. We know his his uh, extensive uh, injury history. So I mean, you can easily see him uh, them saving him for for the following week and trying to just get by the Jets. You know, what did the Jets do good? One of the few things the Jets do good is is they they actually stop the run. That's what the Titans want to do. And uh, the Titans' D doesn't create pressure. And we saw uh, Denver and New England get pressure on Zach Wilson. Those are the two, best, two of the best defensive minds in the game, Belichick and Fangio. Tennessee doesn't have that. So they're not, they're not going to get the Jets in predictable third and long situations. And uh, the Titans tend to play down on the road. Remember last year, they lost outright at Cincy. I think Chris called that upset last year. So I'm, I'm calling this upset with the Jets uh, plus, plus seven. I think they can win this outright. Um, you know, teams that fail to score 10 points the previous week are 152, 97, and four. That's 61% the following week. The Jets were shut out this last week. And since 03, an underdog off of a shutout versus a favorite not coming off a bye is 39 and 20. That's a 66% winning clip against the spread. And when you bet on a team coming off three straight up losses, you're hitting at a 61% against the spread clip. So all, all the signs point towards the Jets plus seven. Um, I think I think you can, you can even sprinkle a little bit on the money line here. I think the Jets have a real good shot at pulling off a huge upset against the Titans this weekend. Well, Chris, if you thought that uh, the Broncos pick was crazy, what do you think about this one? I, I mean, listen, it's 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 hard to make an argument against all those stats Williams like to throw at us. Uh, the Jets are just bad. I really hope this does happen. I hope the Jets do outright win, so the Titans can lose again. Um, but I definitely think plus seven. I think they can make it a close game. So I think that's pretty good. Wow. All right. Well, that's a lot to go over. Um, Thanks, Rod, for uh, having me fill in here while you're in Vegas having a lot of fun. Uh, Williams, really appreciate you as always. And Chris, take us home. Goodbye, Internet.